Other people desire what inspire us. Feeling well beyond means to lay admire us. Been admire us. Celebrity cloud chases till catch 22 and living out harmonic balls to text start shooting. Fabricated earn wealth to health all in ruins. For heaven's sake, God asking, hell is y'all doing? Doing biz for bid no What's up, y'all? This is the Plain Black Robber Podcast, and I'm your host, Nightlife. We are at episode 40, another milestone. We've reached a year. Now we reach 40 podcasts. Thank you so much for rocking with me, my small contingent of followers. But I really appreciate y'all rocking with me. We are the small but mighty Plain Black Rapper Podcast. The self-help podcast. The podcast to be able to just get stuff off my chest and hopefully be able to relate to y'all. So speaking of that, before we get into our topic, we will be changing the format a little bit just to give you all a little more meat on the bone to have. Um, We'll be getting to some interviews. Um, We'll be, you know, getting into the minds, processes, struggles and triumphs of everyday people. I'll talk to mental health specialists, marriage counselors. We'll be talking to some people that have some mental health struggles, um, some people of business that are going through things and find out how that relates into the mental health space. Um, I think that that's going to be a great, great avenue for us to be able to do something different, give you a different listen, give you a different, you know, voice to hear as opposed to just hearing my own all the time. It will be a new format. So please bear with me. Hopefully this is going to be something exciting that I can bring to you and that, you know, you will enjoy. But moving on, let's go ahead and talk about today's topic. We're going to dive into the topic of listening. I know we've done communication. Communication is I talk, you listen, but we're going to talk about actual listening. To me, listening is the most valuable skill that you can learn. It's more than speaking, more than finances, more than education or anything whatsoever, because learning at some point all is steeped in listening. I know you can do, you know, you can do watch, you can do watching and You can do it by experience or whatever, but a lot of it is going to be listening coupled along with that. So to me, and I'm saying to me, I'm not a specialist. I don't have a PhD in anything, but to me, these are the things that's properties that I kind of live by is that there are four real types of listening. There's listening to understand. There's listening to learn. There's listening to decode and then listening to respond and react. I've struggled with tears of listening Pretty much all my life. And at some point, I've been a little bit better with some of these than others. But it's cost me, like, opportunities. It's cost me, you know, success. It's cost me relationships just by not strictly communicating the way that I should be communicating. Um, There's still so much growth in areas for me in regards to that. And this is why I really wanted to talk about that because I think it's, it's, uh, it's important And I know a lot of people actually struggle with communication or struggle with listening um, in regards to communication. So, you know, let's talk about listening to understand first. You know, some people want to be heard and understood more than they want their problem solved. A lot of times we kind of get in that mode where we want to be able to be Oprah for them. We give them the couch, they talk, and then we tell them what they should be doing going forward. But sometimes people just don't want to hear that. They just want to vomit. And they want you to be there for them, consoling, listening, and just being that sounding board for them. And I admit, you know, sometimes you be in that moment, you rush. It's like, get to the point, hurry up, 
I don't have time for this. But I think you have to be able to shift to downshift gears and to be that listening property for them because it's important. You know, they're trying to be able to communicate. They may not be heard anywhere else or by anybody else. And this may be the only opportunity to have somebody listen to them. And, you know, sometimes you might not even know what they're talking about, you know, and they're choosing in that moment you to be the most important person to them because you're giving them time. These are all moments of decompression and unwinding. And, you know, sometimes after work, we talk to our significant other, our friends. You know, we know nothing of these scenarios that they speak of. We don't know the people that's involved that they speak of. But we still have to listen. And we listen for the sake of the mental health and the unwinding for that person in that moment. We have to be able to make ourselves emotionally and mentally available for these types of moments because we want people to listen to us, too. I do the same thing. I mean, I get off work and I'm sitting here and we're in the, we're in the drive home because me and my wife commute sometimes. And I'm telling her about my day and she don't know none of the players in these scenarios. And I'm telling her like it's in real time and she's just sitting as patient as possible and listening to the whole thing. And we exchange these stories knowing that we don't really know the people that's involved, but we still just know that we need to be heard in that moment. And we give ourselves that grace to unwind, to unload, and then we can go on about the rest of our day, taking care of each other, taking care of the kids, you know, dealing with our friends, dealing with all kinds of other stuff. And, you know, it's, I think it's therapeutic. It's definitely therapeutic for that. You know, for the sake of mental well-being, we have to make sure that we're engaged in active listening and service. I know I said that before, but I'm going to say it again because it's very, very important. For me, I've always been the guy that complete strangers will come up to me and have that Forrest Gump moment at the bus stop. I'm sitting there. They sit next to me, and then I'm their best friend, and they're telling me about everything that's going on. I don't know if I have the welcoming face or I look like the – I look like the – uh the holder of patience, <laughs> but uh, ultimately I'm there and I become the sounding board. And I sit and I listen because I have to, in that moment, think about it. And I'm like, well, you know, this person may not have nobody else to talk to. This person may be lonely. This person may be going through it, may need to share in this moment to be able to make them feel better. So I have to do my duty in regards to mental health to be able to sit and listen to these, uh, listen to people um, still talk about their issues. So I put aside anything that I have to give them their space, let them land, do whatever it is they need to do or talk whatever they need to talk about if it's within reason. Um, if it's something that's inappropriate or out of line or something that I don't believe in, then I'll just walk away from the conversation. Um, but ultimately, I try to make sure that I'm available for these people when I have these opportunities because if I was in that same situation, I probably would want somebody to be there for me like that. So I feel that that is, that's very important. Some people may not want to be bothered with other people's problems. But again, there's a moral responsibility in all of that. The second type of listening is listening to learn. This is probably the most valuable. 
advisors, mentors, educators, and those who live through shit can track skills, provide knowledge, and provide game to help avoid pitfalls and succeed where they may have failed. You have to give them time to speak to you. These older people that go through things and they're aware of your scenarios, if they're taking time to speak to you, please listen. Youngsters, you should allow time to be taught. Listen, even if you've heard it before. This may be a a new opportunity for you to be able to find a shortcut to get to your destination. And you don't ever want to cut off the blessing when it comes to that. You know, not everything is like old head speech. Ah, man, nobody want to hear all that. Don't nobody want to hear all that. You can find jewels anywhere if you're patient enough to listen. And sometimes that can save a life, that can save you heartache, that can save you money, that can save you the long way to learn things. You can get shortcuts, you can get game, all that type of stuff. You have opportunities if you are willing to listen. And sometimes you have to listen through a bunch of stuff that you've already heard or you're familiar with and all of that. Still listen, because there's going to be something that you pull out of it. You can learn something from anybody. You can learn something from a 76-year-old. You can learn something from a 6-year-old if they're talking to you, because sometimes they're a lot wiser than you think. Take that opportunity to listen in those moments. Don't be so shallow to the point where you feel like, oh, you trying to kick knowledge? I ain't got time for that, OG. Like, no, you have to make t- make the time for it because it could be critical to your learning and development by you taking that time to listen to somebody that's older than you that's been there. Now, there's going to be some people that just think they know it all and they want to give you their two cents or whatever. You can be wise and choose who you want to get your information from. If you know somebody's just trying to be a know-it-all and trying to be a smart-ass and trying to make you feel small in that moment, then you don't need to talk to them. You can, again, politely walk away from that conversation. You don't have to be a part of it. And there will be people there that's trying to exercise their knowledge and make it seem like that they're smarter than you in that moment and that you're stupid. And those are not the people to get the information from. But the people that are trying to teach you and trying to give you game and trying to just enlighten you, Take that time to listen to them. The um, the third, the third type of listening is listening to decode. What is decoding? Is finding the hidden meanings and messages and things. Sometimes we're all digging to find wisdom, and other times we're just trying to wade through some bullshit. Just that simple. You know, it's the you listening to the used car salesman. We all are listening for the fine print. If you're too busy, caught up in all of the bells and whistles, you will miss the fine print. You will miss the opportunity to decode and figure out if somebody's trying to get over on you or not. You have to listen for fine print. They're going to put the big bulletin board material there for you as the hook, line, and sinker for you. But if they are on the, on the cool, just mentioning certain things and not putting that emphasis that you need, that's fine print. You have to make sure that you are listening for fine print. You have to make sure that you're listening when you're communicating somebody that they're not insulting you when they're talking to you. 
they're purposefully insulting you and they're building that into they're they're disguising it as something else they're really talking to you they're talking to you and they make it seem like they're talking to you but they're talking down to you or they're talking around you or they're talking behind you or they're they're, they're trying to talk you into a situation where you are less than lower underneath those are opportunities that you need to be able to decode. And sometimes when you are dealing with people that are, you're dealing with racial barriers, you're dealing with business, even when you're dealing with education, you will have these moments where people will try to make you feel less than adequate. They may be speaking in bigger words than you may understand purposefully. They may be trying to speak slang to you in moments where it's not appropriate for that. At a job interview, trying to make you thinking they trying to make you feel comfortable, but really they trying to belittle you because they're using slang in those moments, trying to feel like they cool or relatable. When you get into business meetings and they start talking about these different terms and percentages and all of that and not breaking things down in the minute format that's understandable to the person that is new to the situation. And they're talking to you really big and trying to talk to you over your head to make you seem smaller and inferior in the room and make you more quiet and docile so that way you're not a part of the deal that's going on. That happens. But you have to be able to decode. You have to be able to take that moment and get that education. Talk to people that have experienced that and that have went through that. Listen for certain things and certain key words and certain phrases and certain tones of voice. Listen for those type of things. Because if you don't, then you're going to get shot out of a lot of things. You're going to end up getting frustrated because you feel that people are treating you as you are inferior. But you're allowing it because you're not listening through the code. You're not decoding. You have to take that opportunity to the code. That's probably one of the most important skills when you're dealing with people on a day-to-day basis. You doing human interaction, you got to know the people that are with you, that are for you, that are by you, that are against you. You have to be able to make that designation when you're speaking to people because they will let you know. They'll let you know by their tone of voice. They'll let you know by their phrasing. They'll let let you know how they... How they speak to you, their body language, they'll let you know. You have to be the one to be able to decode that. And if you're not smart enough to decode that, you're going to get caught up in a situation or multiple situations and you're going to lose. You're going to lose. The fourth type of listening, which is the negative type of listening. And I think there's tears to this because sometimes the people you can listen to people and you can listen in the mindset of belittling or making their situation smaller than it is. You can listen and listen to respond or react. It's almost like the battle rapper mode, right? So battle rapper a comes at him, uses a bunch of lines and they're, in the process, they're not taking in the art form and enjoying the art form. They're listening for key lines to see what they can use to be able to combat that and come back with a response. They're listening for that response. And 
in life, you get in situations where you have confrontational conversations or you have disagreements or you have arguments or you have debates. And sometimes, which is my worst flaw, is that my mind is working to craft a response before I'm done listening to who I'm talking to. Sometimes I don't even hear what their point is, but I'm crafting the response because I feel like I'm on my heels. They may have raised their voice a little bit. They may be talking in a condescending manner. They may be saying something that I don't necessarily agree with, but I am crafting a response. You got to understand something about me. The caveat to that is I grew up in a household where we had a majority of women there. There was my two older sisters, 10 and 11 years older than me, and my mom, who was a very forceful talker, my dad was there, but my dad was pretty much laid back and cool. Sometimes he had his moments, but me and him is similar in that aspect because we are trying to fight for space. We are in conversations and in arguments trying to fight for space. And I think I try to do that a lot. And when you're the smallest voice in the room and you, ha- you feel like you have to be louder, you feel like you have to be more uh, more boastful. You have to be like, I'm important. Listen to me. Listen to me here. I got to be angry. I got to argue with people. I got to do this and I got to be that. I got I to gotta say things. I got to be heard. I got to be heard. I got to be heard. And so also in that moment, too, it's like I have the worst memory of all time. So that means that I am trying to hold on to this point that I have as far as I've crafted not only crafted this rebuttal, but I know what this response that I want to be, and I'm trying to mentally hold on to it so I don't forget. Because I feel like it's going to be a good response to what's going on, and I'm concentrating on that, and I lose whatever it is that the person is talking about. I lose whatever it is they're talking about. Because the initial subject matter, I've already crafted a response, but I'm so busy trying to hold on to that that I lose what they're talking about currently. And that's not fair to the other person that is speaking. But that's a defense mechanism of mine if you're going to raise your voice in conversations that we have. Don't raise your voice. We can speak and be human and be civil in these situations and have disagreements and speak in a tone that's going to be in a a better manner. But you don't have to Chef Ramsay me all the time when we talk. You have to be able to say, okay, well... I disagree with this. This is why. And then I can say I disagree with this. This is why or whatever. But you can't sit up here and yell and elevate because I'm going to elevate, too. And especially if you're trying to either make me feel stupid or you're trying to hurt my feelings or you're trying to make me feel bad, then I'm going to say whatever it is that I need to do to be able to cut at least more deeper than you just cut me. I'm going to find something to say that's going to be a lot lower than what you was going to say to me anyway. So that's what I'm searching for. Okay, this is, the, this is what we're trying to do here. All right, well, my mind goes here now. Now it's DEFCON. I got to blow some shit up. And that's the wrong way to go. That's negative communication. That's, that's that friction-based communication. In debates, when they, have, when they have debates with politicians, the politicians are given the runway to be able to speak and to say what they represent and to also be able to respond to any questions that they may have. They have the the air and the time to be able to do that 
And in real time, you need to be able to do that as well. You need to treat that as a debate. Let them go ahead and finish talking, regardless of what it is they're saying and what level they're saying at. Just let them talk. But it's your opportunity to be able to respond and bring it down. Your response can temper the conversation. Speak slow, speak low, get them to understand what you're talking about. Bring it back. Hey, I'm not, I'm not yelling. I'm not trying to do all of that. But I will say this. If you want to be able to bring yourself down a little bit, then we can discuss this peacefully. And if they don't continue to do that, then you can walk away. But even through that, I was, um, was on a, uh, a call at work. And they had the speaker there, uh, Dr. Amanda Williams, which I thought was amazing. She was an amazing, compelling speaker. Uh, She said to listen for the last letter of the last word when somebody is in a conversation with you before responding. And I thought that that was a great technique. I'd always thought of, you know, there's several techniques that I thought of. I've always, you know, tried to, you know, make sure that I take a deep breath for five seconds and then respond to what's going on. But that doesn't always work because your mind is just like, you know what? Go, go, go. And then there's the wait acronym. Why am I talking? And that's design- that's designated, frankly, for you to shut the hell up. Just shut up. Let them talk. Shut up. And then you respond. I know that it sucks and it will piss you off by sitting there listening to a person rant and rave in that moment. But you still have to be able to listen through it to find the nuggets of what is resourceful in there and what they're talking about for you to be able to properly use. Some people's only mode of communication is yelling and arguing and being boastful. And sometimes that don't always jive with everybody. But you have to sit there and deal with that in those situations. If you're choosing to keep the communication going with them, you have to be in that, you have to be in that moment, allow them to say what they need to say, analyze what is being said, come back with the proper response at your level, your tone, because sometimes that makes them reflective. Oh, damn. He ain't even yelling like that. Maybe I need to turn it down a little bit. Maybe I'm a little hot. You know, I apologize. I shouldn't even, you know, came at you like that. I see that you being calm about it. So let's go ahead and let's let's reintroduce everything and let's let's talk about it in a different manner. And and those things are those things are really important. You have to allow for the communication to happen. It's talk, it's listen, it's respond, it's talk, it's listen, it's respond, it's talk, it's listen, it's respond. It's it's going to continue to be that way, but you have to make the best part of that. You have to make the best out of that situation. And the people talking to you have to make the best out of that situation too, but they have to choose to do that. So you guys can have something that's going to be fruitful and that's going to make sense and it's going to be I guess, profitable for y'all in the end. It's really hard. It's hard to, it's hard to be in conversations with, with loud talkers. It's hard to be in conversations with people that want to be right 150% of the time when you can only be right 100% of the time. And you can't even be right 100% of the time, really. But they still think they are. It's... Those moments in communication that I don't really get out with. Don't speak to me 
and try to make my problem with you a problem with myself. What does that what does that mean? You tell a person, hey, I didn't really appreciate when you did XYZ or the way you did XYZ. And they come back. Well, maybe if you would have did blah, 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 like. So you just ran over everything that I just told you in regards to what I did not like and made it my own problem to adjust to the point so that way I could deal with you. But when it's a problem for me, I have to be able to take that in and listen and be able to go, okay, well, I need to be more accountable in this situation. And I need people to be accountable for their actions in those situations as well. That accountability piece is important. But a lot of times folks will shift that accountability to you to make it a thing that you have to correct with yourself in order to be accepted, to accept their faults, which is wrong. That, my friends, is gaslighting. That's gaslighting. You cannot do that. Don't turn my issue with you into an issue with myself that I need to correct. I need you as the listener and receiving that information to go, okay, they're telling, they're telling me that this is making them uncomfortable. So maybe I should not do that. Or maybe I should refrain from doing that. Or maybe I should ask more questions. That's interesting. Tell me more about that. Cause I would really like to understand how I'm offending you in this situation. Allow them to be able to expound on it. And then once they expound on it, then you may come to a, you may come to a consensus. You know what? My bad. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to make you feel that way in that moment. So I will, from here on out, I'll, I'll take a look at that and, and see if we can analyze it. And maybe I can get better with it. Um, and then, you know, it will help our relationship a little bit. That is an important key. Is conversation and communication and listening accountability for others. Be accountable for your listening. Be accountable for your react and response. Be accountable for when a person is telling you something that you're actually listening to what it is they have a problem with so that way you can adjust. And you can be human and not be inhuman in that moment and say, well, hey, that's your problem. That ain't my problem. It is what it is. It is what it is. It's not what it's not. You can't do that. No. Let them have that time. If they're telling you that something's rubbing them the wrong way, give them the opportunity to be able to feel heard and to feel like you have taken in that and that you are going to make the adjustments or to look at yourself to see if you can accommodate that. If you can't, then we're probably not cool to begin with. Maybe I need to start looking elsewhere because I'm not getting what I need in the communication with you regarding my feelings and what's important to me. 
And I guess that wraps it up for this edition of the Plain Black Rapper Podcast. Please make sure that you tune in, subscribe, follow, share, download it on your favorite platform. Share it with somebody else, man, to get them involved. I like to have more listeners. And please, just interact. We have comments, and you can leave comments in the posts. You can leave comments in the Spotify. You can respond to the surveys that we may have there as far as if, you know, something's going wrong. We ask a question. You can answer that or whatever. But I want to interact more with you, the audience. And I want you to have a stake in what is talked about here because I want it to be more reflective of things that you enjoy or things that you probably need to hear more of. So continue to tell me the good, the bad, and the ugly with this platform. Continue to um, share it. Continue to be involved and be a part of the journey. You know, maybe I can reach out to you and we can do an interview about you and your practices and yourself and, and things that are going on. So look forward to the new format. Thank everyone that's involved and thank everyone that supports. Please make sure that you treat the janitor the same way you treat the CEO when you walk in the building and compliment somebody because you never know. That compliment could change their entire day. Peace. It is the return of the Gauntlet Beat Battle Season 5 with your host, Sandman. Lens Brog, Nightlife, Focus, with our guest judge, Drugs Beats. 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern Time, the Gauntlet Beat Battle returns for Season 5. Make sure that you show up. We are on all platforms. We are on Instagram. We are on Facebook. We are on YouTube. We are on Twitch. We are on Twitter. Show up, show out, be in the chats, listen to these fine beats, and we are partnered with Creative Space. And not only that, we will be giving away over $1,000 in prizes in the brackets this season. Yes, sir, $1,000 in prizes in the bracket this season. So please make sure that you tune in to the Gauntlet Beat Battle, 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern Time. This Thursday, we are premiering, and you know what it is.